I remember when we first talked about doing a podcast, I was kind of like, well, where do we start? Then I reached out to a friend who had been doing it and he referred me to Anchor. So first thing I was like, it's free? And he was like, yeah, it's free. And then the second thing I realized that you don't have to have a recording studio. You can do the podcast from anywhere that you want. Uh, they have all kinds of creation tools and you can record, you can edit, and you can do it all from either your phone or your computer. But one of the best, best things for me was when it came to distribution. I was really worried about that, but Anchor actually distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places, so it makes it super, super easy for you. Plus, you can make money. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listeners, and it's just kind of like having everything that you need for a podcast all in one place. Imagine yourself in the forest surrounded by rivers, lakes, and the ocean. You're spending time outdoors hiking, camping, and cooking over the fire. That bold smell of real smoke flavors of cooking over the open fire has been captured by Triple Smoke. They use the freshest ingredients, all natural, no preservatives, and no fillers. Triple Smoke's name defines the smoking process. They use three types of wood to smoke the spices before processing into blends and condiments. Plus, good things come in threes. Go to triplesmokefoods.com to get your spices today. And they're great for vegan foods too. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. It's been a while. Shit's been a long while. I'm really, I really am tired, though. I was I, just telling you. Yeah, we both are. I'm. I just got off the nights. Why are you tired? I <laughs> uh, last night, Danielle and I started watching this show about like Mexican food. <laughs> oh God! And that just kept you intrigued. And you yeah, to and up. then and then, but to make it worse, so. I, I, one thing I noticed is that if I eat too close to before I go to sleep, yeah, um, I sleep like crap. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this one episode came on about desserts. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) That was like literally midnight and I ended up eating some desserts. Like you had them on hand or you made them? So I got, um, coconut whip, cool whip. Huh? Like co- an actual coconut with a Cool Whip or coconut no, no, no. flavored like, Cool Whip? It's it's vegan Cool Whip that's made out of coconut milk instead of. Oh, wow. Yeah. Threw a big slab of peanut butter. Then I got chocolate covered mazapans. <laughs> oh, shit. I usually freeze them because I like them better when they're frozen. And I threw two yeah. of them in there. And then I got some just regular cookies that we had and I crumbled it all in there. It was so good, but I really think that's why I slept terribly. And and I went to bed kind of late. Yeah. But, yeah. I well, just, it was a really good show, too. Actually, it's like, I think it's brand new on Netflix. Oh, is it? It was like, because Danielle has introduced me to, like, foods that I've never, ever heard of. Because you know? she's vegan or just because she's... No, because she's Mexican. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, really interesting foods. Um but on the show they were showing them plus 
other foods that she knew about that I was like, why have you never shown me this? And yeah. obviously a lot of it is because a lot of it doesn't exist here, even though we're on the border. Yeah. But. And that, and that's crazy to me. I've never asked her. I know, I think, um, her being vegan stems from the love of animals, right? Yeah. And she says as a kid, she was always just disgusted with me. Well, that's, that, dude, when you're Hispanic, and your culture's food is largely based on meat. Yeah. And like the best meat in the whole entire world. Right. Like, right. I can't, I can't well, see it. It's funny you say that because she was telling me, I was telling her, I was like, there used to be this place that I always wanted to go to when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I never had a chance to go. I don't know if you remember. Um, everybody always told me that like they would come out with meat and cut it for you. And Oh, okay. I don't know what restaurant you're talking about, but I know but yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So... When I was younger, being a big meat eater, I always wanted to go, uh, but I never did because half the people would tell me, like, this place is amazing, and the other half would tell me, yeah, I got sick. Well, dude, that's so funny you mentioned that because as soon as you said the handheld cut meat, yeah. my mind automatically went to bridesmaids when they all got <laughs> exactly, sick. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I never went. But anyhow, she ended up telling me this story of how they went and her dad was in heaven because he just, he's a big meat eater. Yeah. She was like, but he got pissed off at her because she was just like throwing a fit the whole time because she was so grossed out. And I, <laughs> I told her, I was like, that's your problem. I was like, you always ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I was like, just keep it to yourself. I, like, I was like, you know, like, I understand how you feel, but sometimes you got to just suck it up for the moment and let other people enjoy the moment. Thank you. Uh, amen to that. <laughs> like, right now, I do not want to be here, but can you tell? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you've had an interesting couple of weeks. Oh, God, yeah. First of all, there's one thing I want to start off with. What? Take your hat off. <laughs> I said, everybody that's been seeing me lately, that's the first thing they say. Oh, my God. I'm actually really used to it. Dude, let me tell you. This, like, your hair looks amazing today. That's, like, the world's best hair day you've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) So, those of you that don't know, um, got a wild hair up my ass. (laughs) Yeah. And you got that COVID fog, which is what we're going to get into (laughs) next. (laughs) And I did it. I pulled a Britney. (laughs) shave my head but i like it i don't know i do too when you sent me the pictures it was like i think we brought it up on one of the the last episode or maybe the one prior i don't remember but you personally told me months ago that you've been thinking about this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you think about it it's like oh man i don't know you know Mm -hmm. but then you see it and it's like wow you know what i mean like it actually suits you right well look you have that gorgeous beard right (laughs) I think if you didn't have the beard, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But even then, I I still think it'd be alright. I would look like the like powder, look, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that movie, Powder? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I like it. Like the reason I did it is I was like, well, you know what? Because I have COVID, which we're gonna get into oh, right yes. now. Yes. I was like, I'm not. I'm staying put for a while, so might as well. So yeah. I cut it. I shaved it. And um, I think just like anything, like it's a it's a change. So initially, it's kind of like you know you're taking back. I've actually gotten used to it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Daniela likes it, which I think is like the most important thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's comfortable. I don't know. 
It's cool. I mean, you're gonna save money on shampoo. Well, actually, I still, hair I still use shampoo. And well, I, I know, this... but you literally need yeah. just oh, a yeah. skosh. Like, yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, and um, it wasn't as difficult to do as I thought it was gonna be. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I might keep it for a little bit. Because you went bald, like you're bald yeah, to the skin. Yeah. A few months ago, like six months ago, I told Dina that I wanted to. I cut my own hair, right? Mm-hmm. I'm old school like that. <laughs> so I told her, you know, I want to try something different. Mm-hmm. But my hair's like the way I have it now. I need to let certain parts grow and to make everything even. Yeah. So I told her, I think I'm gonna shave my head. Yeah. She put a halt to that quick. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like I wouldn't go skin bald, but just like maybe like a number two. That way everything's just yeah, yeah, even, and then I can do what I want. Really? Later, like however I wanna. Style I mean, it. it's like anything. It's like to me it's like at least try it once like yeah. you can't knock it till you try it dude don't you remember in the late 90s maybe early 2000s you and i both shaved our head when we used to call you Vern. remember oh yeah <laughs> well not only that like so a lot of people don't know this but when i was what 14 15 16 years old i had dreadlocks yeah and so one of the reasons why so the first time i technically kind of shaved my head that was when you and i were kind of broken up for a little while i just gotta bring up old shit man (laughs) so i had dreads and the only way to get rid of dreads is to shave your head yeah because you can't i mean you could but it takes a long ass time yeah and i didn't want to do that and so at the time i was like sick of my dreads and i was like i I don't want to shave my head i was afraid of doing it so i had my ex-girlfriend actually comb my dreads out which took hours upon hours and it was so freaking painful yeah and after that moment there was literally like a ball of hair on the floor <laughs> after that moment i mean after that my hair just never grew back the same my hair after that was just thin and uh not that i, I mean like you know we're our own worst critic and i look at my hair and I have a full head of hair, but it's thin and it bothers me and it's always bothered me. And then in the last couple of years of just from just stress from my last job, like I feel like it's gotten worse. Like Mm -hmm. not where I'm not not like George Costanza balding or anything, (laughs) you know, it's just enough to where I notice it and it bothers me, which is what kind of put in my head the idea of shaving my head. But anyways, doing that to my dreads really changed everything. And and I regret that to this day because I had freaking ton of hair until that you happened. so hindsight you would have if you can go back you would just shave your head i would yeah just absolutely. shave them off yep okay, was that when you went to the bald bang thing that you yeah had yeah so well no after that so after the attempt to take the dreads out my hair just looked it looked patchy like it didn't look right <laughs> and so i redid my dreads mm-hmm. actually to try to save what i had um and then I realized I'm not going through that again. And so I, we were actually on tour and I made a bet with the drummer at the time. I don't remember what it was for. And if I lost the bet, I had to shave my head and uh, I lost the bet, whatever it was. And so I shaved all of my head minus the bangs. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, maybe you were in the band at the time. Yeah. You were in the band at the time. When you shaved it though? Yes, you were. So you were there and you, I'm surprised you don't remember whatever the bet was. And the Wait. reason why is because I remember that interview that we did with uh, Ryan, who's now the husband of the girl America Ferreira. 
Oh, that's right. right. My friend Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So I remember we did an interview with him. And the reason I remember this is because I found it just very, very recently on an old computer. And I had the blonde bangs. And you and I were in that interview together with Norman. Why did... So what was the bet? I don't remember. Was this the time you... Did you shave it at Mark's house? He did it at his house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I remember we were at Motel 6 and... <laughs> and <Dude>. we, <laughs> two in the morning what are you gonna do and we made some sort of weird bet <laughs> and i lost and so when I, we came back mark shaved my head except for the bangs because i was like come on man at least let me keep the bangs which looked terrible too but then you dyed them green and or mm-hmm. blonde and then green right? and then remember halloween came and i made them into big antennas oh that's we played a show at, at debut records and you put those like pipe cleaners or something no yeah, you yeah. use gel right no no pipe cleaners going through oh, them and it looked like giant antennas <laughs> and people were like what are you and i was like i'm a bug <laughs> dude memory loss is a real fucking thing <laughs> i know I right remember any of that yeah yeah i totally forgot we did that interview if, it, if it weren't for that interview and remembering you being in that interview with me i would have said that it was during the time that you know you were no longer in that band but yeah. no yeah, we the were. Time you forced me out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's so, uh, so yeah. But anyways, uh, so that that's one interesting thing that happened to you in mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Number two is you fucking caught the the vid. Yeah. The Rona got you. Yep. Dude, I never thought I'd get it. I dude, neither you and I, and my wife, and you know, mm-hmm. there's like five people in my life that I know. Are were truly doing everything in their power to not get this, everything, mm-hmm. and you were one of them. But you got it. But and it wasn't even my fault. It wasn't your fault. We spoke about this um, yesterday. As a matter of fact, we had a very nice phone call yesterday. Yeah. Um, your wife's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She's around kids, around other people, and it's kind of funny how it unfolded. I haven't even really told you half of it. No, and, I, and all I know is the aide was sick and the kids are sick. and Yeah, and, and the mode that we went into. So my wife's a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of students that she has no choice but to be up close with. Uh, you know, one of them happens to be like in a wheelchair. So like she has to take care of them. Um, and that's the kid, from what I understand, that, that got COVID and passed it to her. So it all started when her aide gave her a call and told her like, hey, dude, like I'm positive and you need to get tested. And sure enough, like almost instantly, like her symptoms started. She tested and yeah, right away she was positive. Um, <laughs> she's still, I think, <laughs> kind of mad at me for this. But dude, like, I mean, so the whole the whole thing with covid is it's like it's you're riddled with anxiety over it oh, right yeah especially like with me my dad lives here right, right. yeah he he's going through chemo mm-hmm. dude we have not been able to get him a booster it's just we can't find it anywhere um so he's what do they call it immunocompromised mm-hmm. so i've been trying everything to to get him boosted i can't and then so faced with the prospect of having covid like before i even think about myself i think about like well shit like how are we gonna do this yeah with him when you told me that's the first face that popped in my head yeah yes 
So her aide tells her um, she starts getting symptoms. She tests positive. <laughs> but it was funny because she started telling me like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. And I started thinking like, it's, and I even told her, I was like, it's in your head because your aide is positive. Now you're starting to overthink it. It's all in your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like two in the morning. I just every the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, I mean, I just reacted accordingly. Um, all of a sudden, I hear her sniffling, and she's like, and I turn to her and I'm like, "What's wrong?" She goes, "I don't feel good. I'm having, I'm sick." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Goodbye." I get up in the middle of the night and I go to the couch. I close the door and I'm like, "You're staying in there." <laughs> Like, you are fucking staying in there. I am not. And so, I mean, like, in any other situation, in any other scenario, like, if it was the flu or a cold, what do you do? You take care of your significant other, right? And yeah. this one, I was like, I just want to get the fuck away yeah, from you. I'm out. Because of the transfer, the risk of transfer to my dad. Yeah. Um. So, I wake up the next morning and I go to so i call my doctor i text my doctor he calls me he's like this is what you need to do he's like i need you you know you guys need to take this 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 and this and if your dad is at you know if your dad happens to get it this is what he needs to do my doctor is amazing he's just such a badass and so the good thing is for me i was already taking like three out of the four things he was like you need to take yeah um and so i went to the to walgreens and i got everything and when I was there, they had a bunch of COVID tests, which I had been trying before to get some just to have on hand. And um, all of a sudden they were full and I was like, shit, so I'm going to take these. So I took a whole bunch, you know, which I'm glad I did yeah. because they ran out like immediately after that. Um, came home and I was like, shit, I need a test. So I tested and yeah, sure enough, I was positive too. Yeah. I right away was like, shit. Like, so first thing is I kept calling and texting my dad. Luckily, he's upstairs isolated. I'm like, you, if you even step out of your room, even though we're not upstairs, like, you need to wear your mask. Um, so that's when it kind of all started for me. But let me tell you, man. Like, yeah, you know, I got a headache. My lungs were burning. <laughs> T, T, my lungs are burning. <laughs> Um, I had moments of, but here's the thing is like, so I have asthma. So that happens to me anyways. Right. In hindsight now, to me, it was like every hour was a different symptom. Every hour, something different was popping up or I was feeling a certain way. I would feel great one moment and the next I would feel like crap. Yeah. Honestly, in hindsight, I think it was anxiety. I I think so too. I think it was just anxiousness of when are my symptoms going to kick in? What's going to happen? Yeah. And me creating, I'm a hypochondriac. Uh, I'm going to be the first to say it. I am sister, a freaking. Sister, that is why we are together. <laughs> I, I just, I hate being sick. Yes. I hate it. Dude, I hear the word sick. and I, Dude, real quick. Last night we were watching um, King of Queens. Mm-hmm. And it was show. one of the episodes where, where Doug had the flu. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Dina and I said, I don't feel good. <laughs> she's, she's like, what? I said, every time I see people sick, like I automatically don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I have the flu. Right. And so 
in hindsight, a lot of the symptoms that I had were things that typically happen to me anyways. Yeah. With the weather changing, I got cold, right? Like normally I have issues with my lungs. I get headaches all the time anyways. Um, so I don't know if my symptoms or what was happening to me. I had a scratchy throat, but it was really windy. Like, yeah. So I don't know if they were symptoms or if they were symptoms of my hypochondria kicking in and making me feel like I have symptoms, yeah. right? Well, I think what didn't help your your anxiety is that Danny actually got yeah got it bad right right the the shit that you don't want right she was felt you said she felt like she was swallowing razor blades she had headache yeah like a crazy headache right yeah yeah she said she had like the worst migraine ever and then yeah. like muscle fatigue and all that and yeah like yeah. she actually felt sick as to right. where you were kind of just up and because i was checking on you like every 30 seconds how are you feeling you guys all right right and you're like i feel great and then you're like oh, i'm kind of tired well, you and know, yeah, and, and so that's why I was kind of like, I just literally kept it easy, like, took it easy those those days. I mean, I think I worked a couple of those days, um, but I just kind of stayed on the couch, and I, <laughs> I kept her isolated just in case. <laughs> and the reason I did that is because, like, my positive result, it was positive, but it wasn't as, the, the, the lines, the positive lines weren't as clear as they were on her test. Right. And I thought, what if it's a false positive, and I'm really negative, and then I go and I'm around you and then I really get positive. Exactly. Like, I don't know. You know, you don't know how to react in that situation. It's right. a really fucking scary situation. Right. Honestly, if my dad weren't here, I would have just been like, whatever, I'm going to get it anyways. And I wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. You know, but in my mind, I'm trying to rationalize and jump back and forth. Finally, after like the third day, which <laughs> she was so mad at me. She was so mad at me because she's, she thought that I was doing it like I wanted a vacation from her. <laughs> Because she was like, oh, you get to sleep on the couch and play video games all you want and whatever, whatever. And <laughs> here I am sick and not mad at me. She was just kind of like, you asshole, yeah. you know. So finally, after the third day, I was like, okay, fine. I got I got tired of not being able to like communicate with her normally. And so I was like, all right. I was like, test again. And she tested again and she was positive still. And that was like three days later. Um, And then we just kind of came together and said screw it and then her work was like you need to go back to work you're done i talked to my doctor about um like how the contagious yeahness works and all that stuff i tested on we're on saturday i tested on thursday i was negative and so, even so you're right now your day 13 today or 12 something i think it's like 12 or something like that over 13 yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. you should be all right you, i mean to me the fact that you didn't even get the worst of it which is so weird like I was t- I told you, my dad got it, my baby brother got it, and they were just like sniffles and shit. Yeah. My twin brother got it, Gussie, and he was like, dude, I could drink right now. <laughs> well, you know what's weird you say that? I even told Daniela, I was like, I don't know whether I have, I mean, I know I have it, but whether like I have symptoms or not, like every single day I was craving a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, But the, and to me, out of my circle, Mm-hmm. Danny got it the worst out of everybody mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Nobody I knew that has it or had it felt like she did. Right. You know? I honestly attribute the ease, the, how easy it was for me to the supplements that I take. Oh, yeah. Hands down. You know, because the big, I've been taking vitamin D. <laughs> yes, you do for 26 <laughs> years now, my friend. <laughs> I take that every day. <laughs> No, I, I mean, really, I take it. I've been taking vitamin D for 
three, four, five, six, maybe years. Yeah. Um, I take vitamin D with K2. I take flaxseed oil. I take vitamin C. Um, what else? I have I, protein uh, shot. Wink, <laughs> wink. Protein. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing my doctor told me to add was, he told me to add Pepsid. Mm-hmm. Because they have had some results where Pepsid, for whatever reason, shows to help with it. He was like, just take it just in case. I mean, he was like, you probably need it anyways. So, and it's true. Like, I always take antacids all the time anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then the only thing I really wasn't taking uh, was zinc. So, I had to add the zinc. I went to the stores and they were completely sold out everywhere. You should have called me, man. No, I but bottles. But luckily, that's like uh, Daniela's parents brought us some. They were like, we have a bunch. So, they brought oh, us good. some. And then a friend of mine who, um, she got COVID herself, um, she uh, tells me that a friend of hers or somebody she knows who's a doctor said, you need to, I don't know if you need to or what or how it came about, but pretty much uh, they're seeing a lot of blood clots happening in the ER with, with people between the ages of 30 and 45. And so he recommended taking aspirin. So I took an aspirin every single day, which is not the first time I've heard that. Um, I have a friend, and uh, I have a couple of friends in the medical field, and um, that's exactly what they say too, um, that they see, for whatever reason, there's a lot of blood clotting going on with yeah, COVID. When you say aspirin, like a, the, the, the Bayer ones? Uh, the, yeah, the regular aspirin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. I, I mean, just, I hadn't even been around you. And your positive made me feel sick. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm like that too, man. Like, yeah, dude, I can will myself sick. Yeah, one hundred percent. A hundred. Yeah, big I'll be time. like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, and I have the flu. I have the flu. I got a headache, and then boom, it comes on. Dude, yeah. I honestly, if I didn't have the mind control that I have, I would be like uh, Bob on What About Bob. You remember that movie? Uh, uh, Bill Murray? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I hate germs. I'm a big germaphobe. Yep. Um, I sickly people and like just, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, it's, it's funny going from my past that we've talked about yes. to now to where like, I am super, super like, um, what do you call it? hygienic yes like, yeah i don't know and dude it's like you said going back to way both of us used to be yeah dude we, there'd be seven of us sharing a cigarette and a beer right that would not happen oh my today God. my friend right <laughs> now i see people like um just like in crowded spaces on tv and i'm like dude <laughs> dina and i said the same thing we're watching people and you know tv is everyone's all around and dina and i are like Ew, someone's got COVID right now. Mm-hmm. But even though like the t- the show is like fucking 10 years old, we're like, oh my God, like I don't, It's a, I know it's only been two years, but it's been a long two years. And my mind has shifted so much to that where you see a crowd, you're like, whoa, yeah. shit. But you know, I also get, I'm also torn. So like when I was a teacher, I was sick all the time because these well, kids. Yeah, German kids. You yeah. know, um, but I also get torn in terms of like regular common everyday colds and stuff like yeah. that because like I'm like always using hand sanitizer and doing all that crap. But yeah. at the same time, in the back of my head, I also recognize and know that you're supposed to get sick. Yeah. That's how you build immunity. Right. Right. So it's this fine balance of like how much is too much 
and you know but i don't know it's when you think about covid man and you think about the world going forward i don't know what it's going to be like over the next few years i can tell you that i saw a video the other day on youtube i was watching this uh, doctor that i like to watch and the question was are masks here to stay right right which i do like by the way exactly his answer was yes not necessarily because of covid but you look at at uh china or japan whichever one where they're always wearing masks yeah japan because it's a personal choice right so now people are going to feel comfortable to make that choice as to where pre-covid you're going to feel like some weirdo wearing a, a mask at a restaurant or whatever right but now you have that choice and people are going to understand why yeah actually it's, it's south korea and the reason i know that is because a couple of years before covid my daughter was real big into the korean culture she's not anymore no not really yeah because she was uh, learning how to speak korean yeah and writing it yeah. and everything <laughs> i think she kind of hit that teenage phase and what got over cutie. it but she asked me one day like can you buy me masks and i was like that's weird and so <laughs> i did though you know i bought her all these masks and she was wearing them all the time and people would look at her like what is wrong with you but that's because korean culture they did that all the time yeah. probably because they are germaphobes too yeah dude i mean i don't like touching doors when i get to work all right let's let's say I, when i'm on my seven days off you've had three crews go in and out of that station right the minute i get to work mm -mm, i deep clean that son of a bitch dude hard yeah, yeah. everything the chairs the desks the computers the, our walkie-talkies everything i've become uh you know i've always been big on washing my hands yeah but now ever since i got covid i feel like those people i've seen them on tv where like they wash their hands with really, really hot water. Yes. And yeah. like, it's just like, so now I went from 30 second hand washing to like six minutes <laughs> <laughs> under like scalding hot water. <laughs> and I feel like a, like a, like, like a surgeon. I'm sitting there like scrubbing my yeah. nails. You got to do you the, know. get in between your fingers. And, yeah. Yeah. You don't just do the, the quick little real yeah. quick. You know what exactly. I mean? And so, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. It's weird how things are changing. You I know, always say that. We're in a simulation and, you know, like, and you've probably heard me say this before. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I used to play, for example, The Sims, right? Oh, dude. I used to love that I game. I know you did. And so sometimes you get bored and you start like setting off tornadoes and like you start, like <laughs> on SimCity, you could do tornadoes or sometimes I would like trap my Sim player in like a little four corner room with no food and they would sit there and I would just watch them die, you know, and like, <laughs> or set the house on fire. And so I always tell everybody, I'm like, I think we're in a simulation and whoever's playing the game is getting really bored and they're just making all this crap happen. Did you ever read that book I told you to read? You Which bought one? it. The Letters from Earth. Oh, yeah, of course. The Mark yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It's kind of like yeah, that, Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. yeah. I Dude, to me, I became a germaphobe when I had kids. Yeah. Only because I, I wanted to protect them. I don't want to get them sick. I don't mm -hmm. want, you know what I mean? Right. And it's just, it's changed my life for the better. Which is so weird because, like, like that's how we are, right? Like, as parents, like, you want to protect your kids, but at the same time, you're doing a disservice to them by protecting oh, them so much. You know what's so weird? My daughter and I, we're not butting heads, but she's, you know, she's more of like, Dad, you know how old I am, right? Like, she's starting that whole bullshit right. with me. And now she's starting to pose a question. What were you doing at my age? And I'm like, that's neither here nor there. I said, it's not my fault. Your grandpa did not give a shit about me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you and Uncle Paul talking. You guys always bring up your old shit. I'm like, 
That's not A. That is here nor there. <laughs> oh, God, that sucks. I said, that's why you can't do that, because I know what the shit I was doing at 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop it. No. But, you know, the good thing is, though, is that as human beings, like, you're always going to fail at things. You're always going to make mistakes. Yeah. You know? I love mistakes. Right. I love that's, how, them. that's the only way you learn. Amen. You know? Amen. <clears throat> um, but that's that's hilarious yeah that's she's awesome. throwing that shit at me now and i'm like damn it <laughs> well, well, what do you mean well, what do you mean <laughs> oh. like i told her um i told her about the time that my dog attacked me and i cracked my head open and you were, oh, you were yeah. just like well what do we do <laughs> <laughs> that's right i forgot about that and she was like what did you do i said nothing i wrapped my t-shirt around my head and uncle paul and i just sat outside and talked yeah <laughs> And they're like, "Wow, your head was gushing blood," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And you never even got a scar from that, did you? I did. Oh, you a did? very little. Oh, but the fact that she was like, "But you didn't go hot," I said, "No, that's how we rolled in the '90s, man. You suck it up and you just sit there, let the blood coagulate, and you walk on." <laughs> exactly. And she was like, "Okay, but if it were me, could I be scaling walls like that?" I said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> it's because you're trying to teach them through your own mistakes, so they don't make the same mistakes. Yes, that's you she know? doesn't get it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, sometimes I mean. As long as they're not fatal mistakes, you know. And I do. I feel bad. There's there's times when I'm by myself or I'm at work and I think about it like, maybe I got to loosen up a little bit. But then, you know, you get on YouTube and you hear this this girl was kidnapped or this kid. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. no, never mind. I'm not going to. And, you know, so I'm also, I also get torn with that because you hear so much like of the negative that's going on in the world, yeah. right? But at the same time, so my question is always this, is that is one of two things, okay? One, there's more people in the world. So yeah. obviously more people equals more problems, right? Yeah. But two is that the the information is so fast now. Has this stuff always been happening and we just didn't have it at our fingertips all the time? Like when we were kids, like there were serial killers, there were kidnappers, there was all this yeah. stuff. But now it's like we hear about it instantly, as soon as we open up our phone, we know everything that happened, something that happened in Washington. We know. Yeah. And so it's, it creates this almost like panic. It does. Um, which is why I actually love, have you ever seen the documentary uh, Bowling for Columbine? Oh, yeah. I love that documentary yeah. because <clears throat> the the whole, I guess, argument in that is that it's not, the, the violence and everything that's happening, the way we are as Americans... It's not because, and we're, I don't want to get too much into this, but it's just really something that I really feel that people need to watch and be aware of. Yeah. It's not that we have too many guns. It's not that we have violent movies. It's not that... It's not Marilyn um, Manson's fault. Yeah, it's not all this stuff. What it really is, is that we're so afraid of our own shadows now because yeah. of the way um, media reports what they report. Yeah. I, so, yeah, yeah. like, the headline is never, like, something good that happened. The headline is always, like, somebody was murdered, somebody <clears throat> was raped, you know? It's always something so negative. Yeah. And so it's, like, almost to the point where we're always at the edge of our seats. We're always paranoid of everything around us, our own neighbors now. You know, you're, like, you know, you're, you're wondering, like, are they a serial yeah, killer yeah. or whatever. They're crazy, yeah. And so it's made us this paranoid country well, i gotta be honest with you my paranoia stems only from 100 percent being a, a family man if i were by myself i i, I wouldn't Care even less. think twice about it yeah i could see that i just got I you know how i was before i had kids in there yeah I, yeah i don't care right 
But now I find myself going to the movie theater and looking for the exit, and I line everybody to my right, because in case somebody comes in and starts spraying bullets, I can put myself over all three of them <clears throat> and try to save them before me. Like, I, that's, the kind, that's the way I think now. I mean, I went from being against guns, like, not against having guns. I've always, I've always been like, you know what, to each their own, you know? Um, but I went from that to... I carry a gun everywhere I go. Dude, you leave your gun lying around everywhere. Yeah, I have like a bunch I of them. So I have guns at, at, at a reach everywhere. So, yeah. Um, well, I, dude, I'm with you, but my wife won't let me have a gun. <clears throat> really? Yeah. We argue about it all the time. But you have two guns that you carry. I, that's everywhere. why she's not worried. <laughs> <laughs> you want more? <clears throat> you know, I always tell people the only reason I have guns is because there's a lot of bad people out there with guns. Yeah. And it's not, and it's never to be cool or to show off like now in texas with this whole like open carry thing yeah i think it's stupid dumbest shit it ever is. because i go to the mall now and i see these freaking wannabe thug kids carrying their gun on their hip and i'm like first of all if i have a gun in my in my uh crotch area pretty much Oof. in my front and <clears throat> i look at them and i'm the first thing is i'm thinking like you're an idiot if I wanted to shoot this place up, the first person I'm taking out is you because you're fucking armed. Exactly. You're a moron. Yeah. Like, put your gun away. Stop trying to be tough guy, you know? Yeah. But anyways, I don't even know how we ended up on this. I, I don't know, but I, <laughs> I love... This This is it. This is this is half and half, dude. This is all, what, all we ever do. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we went from germs to guns. <clears throat> I think it's... Oh, it's just like talking about your daughter and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, for yeah. Trying yeah. to protect them. But I get it, though. It's your, it's your daughter. It's your... Your your child. It's well, your, I do the same with my kid, my son too. Yeah, I, it, I don't discriminate. They're yeah. both equally right, um, protected and yeah, I, yeah. I'm a helicopter dad. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, don't, don't bother me one iota, man. When she goes to work, I need a dad. I'm here. Dad, I'm leaving. Right. I I don't I don't do that. See you later. And she comes home when she comes home. Hell no. Yeah. I need to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. Um. Speaking oh sorry, I just got a weird I get friend requests all the time on social media and ninety five percent of them are just like from Middle Eastern countries probably trying to steal my password. <laughs> um So you wanna get into the chat? Yeah, I dude, do I got that. a doozy today. You're let's gonna be that. pissed off today. Really? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you're in? Yeah, let's go. All right. Welcome to another segment of the chat. So okay. I have, dude, I have a list, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Ever since we started doing the chat, I write down everything. I start researching the band, this, that, and the other. So I had two bands in mind, and then out of nowhere, luck would have it. You always send me, I never started reading the Metal Injection website uh -huh. until you you always send me the stuff about the Deftones or this band or that right, band right. from that website. Right. So the other day I was chatting, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just scrolling through uh, Metal Injection. And I came across the title of, of the, the article, something across the lines of how the Deftones helped our career, something like that. Of course, right off the bat, that got me hook, line, and sinker, right? Because anything mm -hmm. that has to do with the Deftones, I love it. So I started reading the article about these kids. They, they formed this band back in the 90s. They, they had this chance encounter with Chino at a Chinese restaurant. And they met, they met Chino, and I think Chi was, was with them got some autographs, and they just so happened to be playing the, um, the Warp Tour in Australia. And um, Deftones. 
Both of them. Oh, okay. The, the, their band. Okay, so the name of the band is... Oh, shit. I got to pronounce it right. Because <laughs> sometimes it's I, I say stunk, but... Okay, the name of the band is Sunk Lotto. S-U-N-K, next word, L-O-T-O. All right. I need so, to save that. So, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to do that. Why? Uh, well, let me let me finish oh, my okay. story. All right. So, um, so they when they started their band, they they got fairly local, um, popular. They got this one chance on the Warp Tour. They got the shitty stage. Anyway, they meet Chino. When they when they take off, Chino's finally saying bye. The kid just he's like, I don't know why or how, but the words just fell out. Hey, we're on stage B. We play at four thirty. If you feel like dropping by. And Chino was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Of course, he's thinking, yeah, this motherfucker's not going to show up. Right. They start playing. They look over to their right, and it's fucking Chino and Chi just standing there watching them play. And for whatever reason, Chino took a liking to him. They started hanging out that night, whatever. Chino, that was the, the only gig they were supposed to play. Chino got them more dates on um, Warp Tour and got them a better stage. Hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's real crazy. So, of course, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go listen to this band. Dude, it is the epitome of new metal. Oh, I mean, the newest metal of new metal. Oh. I like it because it's, I, I got no problem saying I like new metal. You don't like it. The first song I heard, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to make Paul listen to this. <laughs> For me, they're good, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, uh, they have two albums. Um, they, they were a short-lived band. They, they put out an album in 1999 called Society Anxiety and an album in 2003 called Between Birth and Death. So they were very short-lived. Um, you know, their popularity ran out fairly quick because, again, it, they, they weren't doing anything groundbreaking. And to be honest, when I heard them, I was kind of like, Chino liked this? Like, right. uh, it's like maybe he just liked the, you know, their personality and they're great kids and he mm-hmm. just wanted to help somebody out. You right. know what I mean? It's like one kid who took a chance and said, hey, go watch this play tonight. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, So, um, yeah, that's my shot for the day, man. Sunk Lotto. For you new metal fans, it is the epitome <clears throat> of new metal. Their first one, the one from 1999, I mean, it's got turntables, it's got rapping. Oh, like, my it's God. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let me tell you, I'll, I'll listen yeah. only out of curiosity. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't help but think of you know. But it's the story. The it's the, yeah, it's the story that intrigued me. And then when I when I went to listen again, I like it. Mm-hmm. Look, is it the best new metal in the world? No. Is there any good new metal in the world? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little band called Corn. Have you ever heard of them? <laughs> Dude, you like some new metal? Quit playing. I like the original new. Well, metal. that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. And you know what? Even like I think I read somewhere where Deftones were like, "Stop calling us new metal." We're yeah, they. Metal. As a matter of fact, they never like that. Yeah, never. And I, don't, I don't blame them because I think they're right. <clears throat> even though I'm not a fan of like Deftones' latest stuff or whatever, I agree. When I listen to Deftones, it's much less new metal than a lot of this other. Far crap. less. Like Limp Biscuit, I hear new metal. You think rapping you think hip-hop beats you think that style of metal right and though the deftones have spritzes here and there and elements of that stuff they stop that pretty quickly yeah like yeah. an adrenaline is when you heard it the most actually no i, I want to say no i want to say that adrenaline was the least new metal album that no. they ever did well that's what i'm talking about oh but i'm saying you heard the 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 elements of new metal right that's when you heard it the most just in that album because when I hear new metal, this is what I, I hear the same uh, pattern or the same yeah. formula, which yeah. is 
heavy riff and then all of a sudden mellow pretty guitar with pretty singing and then heavier distorted riff with singing slash screaming at the same time with even the pretty riff over that and then back to the like oh i'm gonna be pretty and then all of a sudden like heavy and hard again and then this bridge where they try to be heavy and just because they're screaming and playing distorted guitars like to, that's heavy yeah. that's not fucking heavy i'm right. sorry and then all of a sudden it gets pretty again and then it ends real heavy or like it's that typical fucking formula yeah and it's so fucking annoying like yeah I don't care how good you are at that. Every time I hear that shit, I'm like, get that out of my ears. I hate it. With now, a fucking passion. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. It's not a new metal question. It's just kind of across the same formula, right? Mm-hmm. So you take, um, you look at our at some of our favorite bands, Finch, Glassjaw, bands like that. Mm-hmm. They all said and say. <clears throat> At the drive-in is their biggest inspiration. Right. And you can hear it. Right. So does that bother you? No. Um, like, does it bother me that that's their inspiration? Well, it's kind of like you, you take new metal, for example, right? So Korn kind of hit the scene first. Deftones, unfortunately, got twisted up in that world, right? Right. But then, so then you go further down the line and you hear the elements of Korn. You hear the elements of Deftones and say, oh, fuck, I don't know, Cold Chamber and... Nonpoint and all those other bands, right? POD. Right. right. I mean, even though it, they, they tried their hardest to really differentiate themselves from their their inspirations. So but- to answer your question, it doesn't bother me because they do exactly what I've always said that as an artist you should do is that you can tell that they are an influence. They're not directly trying to sound like them. But you know what? When I found out that Glassjaw almost purposely, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but for me, it sounds like they were a band because of At The Drive-In. Oh, right. So I can Matter hear... Fact, then, I, then I heard it. <clears throat> Matter of fact, it's like... Uh, well, so for those of you that aren't from El Paso, like we live in El Paso, which is where At The Drive-In is from, and, and Mars Volta and Sparta and all that. And and we know some of those guys. And, and when I think about At The Drive-In, how influential they were... Like, for example, <clears throat> I was hanging out with the dudes from P.O.D. Mm-hmm. And they were like so excited to hang out. Like it was almost like their excitement to hang out with me was greater than me hanging out with them. And it was because the moment they knew my last name, they thought there was a connection between me and Jim Ward. Oh. And they were like, so hey, uh, at the time Sparta was big. Hey, uh, you know, do you think uh, you can, they're, they're asking me about getting in touch with Sparta. While listening to our CD. And you which, were like, I don't even know them. And they're like, get the fuck out. <laughs> fuck out of here. No, I mean, especially at the time, like, like I, I know Jim. Like, we're not like besties or anything. Like, but um, when you have a band, POD was huge at that time. Yeah. And then Sparta was spawned from at the drive-in, right? And they were really big in the underground, I guess you could say, at the time. And... uh I mean, me and, and Marcos from POD, remember we started talking after that. He was going to produce our album and everything. Yeah. Um, but then he got kicked out of the band. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't but, know how that stopped him from doing it, but I mean. I, I don't know. He was kind of weird. But anyways, um, like, they were so influential even on bands that really sound nothing like them, like POD, yeah. you know. Um, and so when I listen to, for example, going back to your question about Glassjaw, I don't hear anything 
Uh, the, I mean, there's there's a few pieces in there that I can see are at the drive-in influenced, but I really, I don't think they sound anything like it. Matter of fact, I mean, if I took Glassjaw, like Daryl Palumbo sounds like uh, like the early Mike Patton. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I well, I guess my question is more like, okay, you hate rip off new metal. Right, because you still enjoy yeah, the bands that I hate that everybody follows the same formula and everybody does it the same way. It's like move on already. But the thing is, is that 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 took on its own life late nineties to early two thousands. I'm talking like real new metal where nobody sounded the same. They had the same elements, right? Mm-hmm. So the formula you're talking about was really adapted like later on two thousands. Yeah, late nineties, yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, 2000s. came into two thousands. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm when I say I love new metal, I love the stuff that we grew up on. Right, like the nineties stuff. Yeah, I don't love yeah, every new metal. The, band. A lot of the nineties stuff, and I say a lot, like probably seventy five percent of it, you could distinguish between you, 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 artists. Yes, you play Corn. You know who Corn is. You know right. who the Deftones are. You know who Limp Bizkit is because they all sound different. Right. Same elements again. Right. Same sound but done way different right and then all of a sudden like i said you spawned all these little babies yeah and um everybody started to sound the same it's like cold chamber cold chamber are like a a novelty boutique new metal band for me that i like them because i see where they're well i only like the one album they did something different Mm -hmm. but you can tell big time that they love the deftones and especially corn yeah like I think we liked Cold Chamber. At first, it started off almost like humorous. Wow, that's what we I'm saying. Hear, like, the song. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so we would listen to it and we would like, you know, that, that like it was never like, these guys are great musicians. It was always like, that's a cool fucking song, you know, yeah. like whatever. And then it became like, um, I don't know, like between us, like, I don't know, like that was like what yeah. we listened to just because like, yeah, yeah, put that on. Like, But I never went past, I liked songs after that first album yeah i never i went, never i never went past i song. never bought them I, I still to this very day own the first album like um but see th- th- that's what i like about um what's his name des singer yeah dude you listen to devil driver sounds nothing like cold chamber yeah. and that's heavy shit and that's what i like that's the shit like to me i have a lot of respect for that because he did what he needed to do with cold chamber and then he moved on from it and right. did something different and, right. in my opinion better um whereas you have artists whether we know them or not uh that get stuck into this new metal rut like you, you know you know who pisses me off most when they put them in this category cuz i don't think i think they're in a world of their own I hate it when people say Incubus is new metal. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see that either. Dude, you're talking about yeah, amazing musicians. Was a great album. The okay, first two, that, the, that album, maybe. No, not the first album, because I know you always correct me. Yes. I never even paid attention to their real first album. Yes. So their second and third album, Science and... Make Yourself. Those were really good albums. Yes, yes. I, and to me, Science, maybe, right? But... But even then, it was it was very different. They were yeah, doing they were doing their own thing at the time. He didn't scream at all. Uh, his vocals were were very different from the Chino and Jonathan yeah. Davis like yeah. moaning or whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't put them in the new metal category no. either. No. I do Brandon Boyd has fucking one of the most best voices I've ever heard. Although I saw them live a few years back and I was not impressed. I've seen them live a couple of times, but the very last time I saw them I was like I was so bored. Really? Yeah, very bored. But um but yeah, I wouldn't put them in that new yeah. metal category either. No, it's no. a lot of the, it's you want to hear new metal, turn on KLAQ during the day. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're talking. Uh, what, what's that band called? Let the bodies hit the floor. What are they yeah, called? yeah. Um, I don't remember. I that band. Drowning God, pool. Yeah, Godsmack, Breaking Benjamin. Don't even say it. Oh um, shit, it's coming. Saliva. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Seether. I guess I don't know. Um, you know those bands, Disturbed, which is, oh, fuck, man, one of the worst bands I've ever heard in my entire life. Which we we even did a. A video on that on youtube um <clears throat> to me it's funny because you turn on kaliki which is our local radio station for rock music it's always either classic rock led zeppelin pink floyd which is to me that's okay yeah but it sucks when you play the same freaking songs every day or the new metal shit yeah you know and but see i don't know i don't know if i would put saliva and and Breaking Benjamin, it's in new metal. Really? That, Dude, Breaking yeah. Benjamin, yes. All right, maybe Hands them. down. Maybe them. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know enough songs from Saliva to say that, other than the songs that I have heard, I hate. Click, click, boom. And I, oh God, see, okay, so yeah, there you go. They're fucking new metal. I tried to forget that was their song. Yeah, they're totally fucking new metal. Let's not forget my favorite band, Crazy what? Town. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually do like that Butterfly song. Only because it reminds me of my wife. At the time, that song was popular. Like, I just want to, like, shake these guys and tell them, like, just because you scream doesn't make you heavy. Yeah. Um, stop this formula. That's, see, that's what that's what Mars Volta and At The Drive and Going Back To Them, that's yeah. what they did is they, they changed that. All of a sudden it went, not that they changed it. There was other bands that have, you know, for a long time, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, all those bands. In the modern music realm, they've strayed away from that. Yeah. And so it's prevented them with, with the exception of like that one song that the drive-in had that went mainstream. Uh, um, one Arm Scissors? Yeah, there you Scissor. go. It, it's prevented them from going like mainstream because they don't follow that formula. But I, I will tell you right now that they are far more respected far more uh their influence is far more reaching than any of these bands on the freaking radio why why because people respect their musicianship and respect the fact that they did something different yeah you see what i'm saying yeah no i i I totally get it to me they were they can't they were coming at the tail end right of new metal people were already getting very very tired of it right yeah but I I don't know, man. I know I know we have our our arguments about it, but I just I <clears throat> to me it doesn't I'm not saying that you have to be a technical artist. I just got to be able to respect what you're doing. Um it did become uh um new metal became a joke and and that's why sometimes I take it personal, right? Because we were there at the beginning, mm-hmm. the forefront. Right, right, right. And then it just became Put on some dickies, spike your hair, give me a jun jun jun, a scream, and a bit of a rap, 
and I'm going to sign you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and make sure you're wearing Adidas shoes. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it became more of a fashion statement than an actual genre of music. Right. You know what I mean? And anybody, any dumbass could pick up a guitar and write a new metal song. That's actually pretty hard to do, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's a lot. Of, it's just chords. It's just chords. When you think about most new metal songs, it's just a pretty progression of chords. Yeah, but and then you distorted. got distorted. Which is... <laughs> the easiest thing on the planet to do <laughs> you know what's so weird um growing up at the time when i became a musician and i started playing music i've never been um a play other people's music type of guy like i don't know right. a lot of songs on the guitar Me or too. the bass mm-hmm. i don't care to learn other people's songs the ones that i do have in my pocket are my favorite songs in the world like i know i know how to play a lot of smashy pumpkin stuff and i know i know how to play a hum I'm talking guitar at this point, not bass. Mm-hmm. I know how to play Deftones, right? Because those are my favorite bands. But um, fuck, I totally forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then dabbling and wanting to learn songs at the time, I said, oh, I'm going to learn a corn song. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn a Cold Chamber song. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn a Limp Biscuit song. And you know what happened? Mm-hmm. They all use the same four notes. Oh, yeah. Dude, dun, 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 yep. dun. That's a... Uh, Three and four. I mean, yeah. two and three. Yeah. Um, Cold Chambers Loco, two and three. Limp Biscuits Stuck, two and three. Mm-hmm. Like the same fucking notes. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Speaking about that, and I don't know if I've spoken about it on here before. <clears throat> Probably have. I know I've told you. That's the worst in the world. Here I am, a guitar player. I've been playing for 30 some odd years. And the worst is when you're in a room with people and they're like, play something. We got an acoustic guitar. Play oh, something. I hate that. Like, the only thing I know how to play are my own freaking songs. Right. And then they're you know? like, "You don't know how to play Zeppelin? <laughs> you don't know? You don't know how to play some Skinner? Yeah. No, motherfucker. I'll play you some Bee Gees. You want to meet in the middle? <laughs> yeah. The only song that I can never play is, uh, and I, for whatever reason, it's always stuck to me is the uh, Three Libras from. Oh yeah, uh, that's a great song. What's their, what are they called? A Perfect Circle. Yeah, I mean, I can play that. But other no, but that. but even then, people people have their heads so far up the seventies and eighties ass that when you're like. You want me to, okay, I'll play you some Deftones and like, uh, uh, you, you know, Deep Purple? What the fuck? I just said, I'm, no, you know what I mean? It's, it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. And then like, I mean, I'm like, I could play my own songs, but you're not going to know what they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny. Okay. We went off on that one. So today's Shat is a band called Sunk Lotto. Well, I think we ended it. I Did think we? Said, yeah, I think you ended it nice and neat. Oh, and shit. And then we went on to it. Well, I said it again. Sunk Lotto. <clears throat> so let's talk about the shit with our band, Tragic Landing. Yes. No release. <laughs> no release. We, we had planned it. Sons of bitches. Well, don't sons say of that. bitches. <laughs> Bumpuses. <laughs> don't say that. Oh, that's dude. right. That's right. He says, uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Bumpuses. That's yeah. Right, that's right. So when he, when, uh, At first, when I was a kid, I think he said, Papa says. <laughs> Which to me would have been way funnier. Yeah. But but I'm saying don't call them bastards or whatever you just call uh, them. We don't know what's going on yet. Well, I, I've been emailing them. I've called you know I've called their their number. <clears throat> so to give some context to what we're talking about, our oh look oh <laughs> uh wow that's funny what. I just got the emails. <laughs> Collections and singles is finalized for digital distribution. <laughs> oh, what the ass? So it's out already? I guess so. These motherfuckers, man. I was on the phone yesterday trying to get a hold of somebody because... So for context for people listening, 
our release date for this EP was supposed to be January 14th. Yes. We are on January 22nd, mm-hmm. and apparently it was barely released this morning. Um, so that doesn't mean that it's up everywhere yet. That just means it was already dis- digitally distributed, which means that now you still got to wait for these platforms to get their head out of their ass and put it together. Because, yeah, I don't even see it on Spotify. So, I mean, that's progress, but uh, still. So, what it was is essentially the release date came and went, nothing. Nothing. Um, I reached out to them. They were like, due to COVID, um, I guess they're short-staffed because this company actually sits there and listens and tests the songs to make sure that the levels are correct and all that, whatever, technical stuff. And so, they were like, your release will be ready within one to two weeks, which was perfect because I put it to be released. I, I put it on January 1st is when I put it, um, when I had everything ready and submitted. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be released on January 14th and the day came and went. Um, but anyhow, now it looks like, but it does say urgent additional info required for tragic landing. Um, oh, we just got to update our tax information. Ah, that's easy. I could do that real quick. That's not going to prevent the release from going forward. So so (laughs) next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, in the meantime though, so those of you listening, uh, we've released three videos on the YouTube channel, which is linked below this. Um, there were songs that we had released before, Mm -hmm. um, on our, my original YouTube channel, which I never really did much with, but those songs actually got a lot of listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a lot, but enough. far more than, yeah. yeah and I didn't even promote them really and yeah. all that stuff. So uh, we put those to kind of hold people over um, given the situation. And uh, I think people have really taken a liking to, yeah. to, to a couple of them. So Yeah. I mean, they're they're great songs, which is why we decided to, as you just said, to hold people over. I didn't want to let these songs go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few songs that I am i don't want to do, but if you guys will do, we'll do it, right? But the ones that we've, you and I agreed on, yeah. you're putting out, right? I always put out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're gonna, it's been two weeks, my man. Dude, you're I in know, for a ride right? today, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is the first time in, in my life that my ass isn't sore. <laughs> well... Don't speak too soon because it's coming. <laughs> but yeah, so um, today, actually, once we're done here, we're going to work on another song that you had sent yes. me. Yes. What do you think of that one? I I love it. You I know what? It. <laughs> what? Maybe it's because I didn't do a full-on song. Maybe because I just did the little parts. All I did is, so I was just in the studio writing. <laughs> Normally, I go from zero to 100, right? Yeah. I lay down a, a riff or a guitar part and then i'm like well fuck it adrian's not here i put the bass yeah i put the drums yeah and next thing i know it's a full-on song i send it to adrian and then i listen to it again and i'm like i fucking hate it no but this time around i would have sent it back and said uh excuse you sir you have a bass player i'm not gonna listen to it until you send it to me yeah. without bass yeah so this time i slapped my hand i controlled myself i wrote one guitar part yeah. And I just put it to the same drum beat. Yeah. I just put a sample, a sampled drum beat behind it, just repeating itself. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to hog anybody's parts like I tend to do. Oh, sometimes. I wouldn't have played your part even if well, you. Well, especially did. for Tragic Landing, because <laughs> Tragic Landing, all the songs, like I said, we've written together. Yeah. So that's great. So I didn't. I don't. I don't want to ruin that. I think that's part of the magic that we have, right? Oh, yeah. 
but I had this idea for a guitar riff that I wanted to lay down. So I laid it down. I sent it to you. So now I'm super, super excited to, to have you put bass to it That's... so we can get it to the other guys yeah. so they can start thinking of what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. That'll be done today. We're doing that today. So that's kind of our our um our focus right is just getting all this together mm-hmm. you know due to due to um schedules and and whatnot i think this this formula is going to work for us as long as you keep slapping your hands i'm not playing your bass lines. i'm telling you that right now <laughs> i know but you write your part you send it to you know what i mean <clears throat> just to you know me. I love four guys bouncing off each other, right? Like that—that's my well, shit. But if we can't, like, I, that this works, especially with Justin being in New Mexico, right? And there's only one song in Tragic Landing that I wrote like that. Yeah, uh, El Paso. Yeah, yeah, that was the only one. Yeah, and the baseline was cute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that every time I write a baseline, I I always that's how I start. I'm like, what would Adrian do? Yeah. You know, I mean, even um, though you can't pull off this brown magic. No, I can't. But. Because even though, <laughs> even when I say, what would Adrian do? And then I get you in a room and I see you pull down your pants. No, I'm just <laughs> I see you <laughs> play the bass. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Like, wow. And then I see those great brown hands. Yeah. And, and I'm just like. Little Snickers. Have at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that's what hurts. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm excited. Um. I'm really excited just because I'm not used to doing things like this. Yeah. I'm used to being more overbearing, more controlling, and I hate doing that. Like when, like, like Texas Cut. You hate it? You can't tell. I do hate it. I can't tell. I do hate it because (laughs) let me tell you, what makes me hate a song is usually I... I get upset with myself. Like yeah. you could have done that way better. You yeah. could have like, why didn't you just let Adrian do the bass? Like, like that. So me, um, having you all put your input makes me like the song more. It yeah. makes it. Yeah. That's why when I go and I listen to the other tragic landing songs, I still, I still like them. I still love them because it was all of us. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, cool. I don't even know what Adrian's doing right there. Like, well, Texas cutthroat. I mean, you were about to mention it. It's literally just the two of us. Yeah. I mean, we just recently got Pepe on board. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we got to start moving on that one as well. But yeah, it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And that, that for that project, you really refused to wait for me. Because <laughs> if you go back, there's proof where I said, I want to write some of the songs too. And you're like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> two days later, I got fucking a whole album thrown at me. I said, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I need to... It's kind of like I, I need to know how to control myself when it comes to that. It's just that well, I look, hate. You feel like it's incomplete, right? Right, yes, and that bothers you. That, yes, that, that's that tick in your mind, the, the scratch in your brain, right? But I'm gonna put your mind at ease right now. You send me a baseline, I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just what if it is the best baseline? It's not gonna be ever. I didn't write it. It's not gonna be. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. How many times have you played my guitar parts? Never. You start playing my guitar parts, I'll start playing your bass parts. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, it's I'm OCD as hell. You are. And and that's why I don't get mad, because I know you can't help it. Right. But I'm not going to play your bass lines. I can't, like, like even ask Daniela, like, if I come in here and I start writing a song, yeah. I am in this room, even if it's till 10 o'clock tonight, working on that song. Yeah. And I won't stop. 
And then I'll go through all of that. You know how many times I've gone through all that? And then for the next day to wake up and listen to it and be like, God, I hate it. You're like the perfect example of I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try to do something and I'm not going to do it right on purpose because I want you to finish it. And you're going to be like, Just fucking give it to me. And I'd be like, oh, man, that's weird how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for Tragic Landing, we're excited because it's six songs. Yeah. Six songs. Uh, a couple of them, unless you've been on our channel, you've heard those three. I'm sure you probably have not heard the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought the video for um, By Two Then Four came out great. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones, the other videos, they're, they're still just as good videos. <sighs> you were still in the infancy of your... Um, videography videography journey yeah right that was like your your first real crack at it i watch them and i'm like i could do so much better well the thing i liked about the el paso one is you had the idea of all of us Mm -hmm. just filming ourselves or doing something random just just to compile yeah who we are what we are how we are we live in el paso well i mean actually Oh, no, no, yeah. It was because of El Paso. Yeah. Adam had already written the lyrics. You're right. Right, yeah. yeah. So everybody just kind of sent me over f- footage, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool. Um, but I, if I could redo that video, which I still might do one See, day. See, and this is what I'm saying. Look, you need a little bit of therapy, and I'm going to help you out right <laughs> now. We're not a famous band. Nothing is stopping you from redoing that video. That's true. Nothing. That's a very good point. <laughs> Nothing. I, I just need, it's not like I need that. Time is it's what not I like need. that video has a million views to where we can't like take it down and put up a new one. No. The reason why I, I I'm on the I get on the fence about it is because time is everything, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I find my time to be more valuable than any money. Yeah. <clears throat> and the way I want to do that video again, it's gonna take weeks uh, of gathering footage and then editing it um granted i think i could do something really grand something really great yeah so i probably will do it especially because i have i'm itching right now to like go i love photography i love doing videos and stuff like that so i'm itching to do something um i just need to find the time to do it right right now you know like right now selling my mom's house and do you know i have all this crap the guitar uh, business <clears throat> your, your your school business which the guitar business like i don't even want to step away from that crap like because you're almost there it's, it's crazy man. it's like i i have a feeling actually not even a feeling i know once everything is is perfect with that machine and it's go time we're going to be podcasting every like four weeks because we're going to be like, oh, fuck, we forgot. <laughs> Dude, like I can go into that, into, to work on guitars to like 7.30 in the morning. And if I wanted to, I could stay there till midnight. Yeah. There's just always something to do. There's always something new I'm learning. Um, I'm really, I'm not normally proud of myself, but I'm very proud of the progress I've you? made. I'm not, Stop man. It. I'm not. Stop. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I I'm 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 my own worst critic. I'm very hard on myself. You are, and so it's very rare to like that I give myself a pat on the back. You know, but you do toot your own horn a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> pat on the back, no. Toot my own horn, yes. I um, toot that son of a bitch all day. But yeah, I mean, just the CNC processes. It's a f- dude. I'm I'm very proud of you. It's, it's I'm crazy. very proud of you. That shit's like everything. Every time you show me videos or 
when we first started getting into when we first got the machine and we were all watching videos i was like what the fuck what are we getting into Dude, generating electricity is far easier <laughs> than fucking building a guitar it's you know it's, I mean? it's insane people have no idea um no it's crazy but but anyways um going back to what we originally said i am i i am gonna do a new video for that song well you know i mean even if you don't um and you do want to invest your valuable time i mean we got new songs that need new videos right so it's like well it's because for the el paso video all i wanted i was thinking springtime's coming mm-hmm. you know the whole point of that video was getting you and i frolicking from el paso um, no so that's what i was gonna say i want it to be just a compilation of footage of you walking towards the camera without a t-shirt okay with the background the landscape being el paso in <laughs> I, I, I in i mean i still got this christmas weight that i'm dealing with but, uh, the cost is low because all we'll need is to hire somebody to spritz you but i also imagine <laughs> to make you glisten a little bit i also imagine you and i frolicking through like a, a field of some sort shirtless towards one another the desert fine yes during sunset yes right so as yes. we're running towards each other to give uh-huh. that sweet embra- shirtless right you embrace right the sun is going down welcome to el paso motherfuckers and then we fall and play in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> i agree i think that would be a great video that could be the video in itself just like the whole thing slow motion right for three and a half minutes <laughs> us running towards each other with that's the, the slowest with the el paso run. sunset in the background yes that's the beautiful slowest fucking run ever with like on a fight club a quick blip of like a penis here and there oh man you made my mouth water <laughs> Oh man, Dude, we always so get fun. to the good stuff when, it, every, when nobody's listening. Anymore. I know everyone's like these motherfuckers, man. You know what? It's, <laughs> do I take the gay too far? <clears throat> no, I, dude, I love. You know it. what? I think it's funny. Uh, you know, it's because that works. Some of the guy, uh, dude. My favorite thing is to make people uncomfortable. Right, exactly. That's my goal. Exactly. And when I hit that, when you're when you're in a field dominated by burly men who mm-hmm. are fucking mechanics and whatever the yeah. fuck they talk about. And you could fucking strike that chord. Yeah. You made, I, I just made my day. Dude, exactly. I made this bitch scream because he thinks I'm gay. I'm exactly. Out. <laughs> Matter of fact, like, we, I don't remember how, but Danielle and I were talking about this. And we were talking about how gay you and I are. Yeah. And it's it's funny because, like, we're so comfortable with yes. who we are. That's and what it is. Yeah. And Look, it's like, it's no, it doesn't matter. I got matter. a wife. I got kids. I know for a fact I am not gay i am comfortable in my sexuality to know that i can hold another man's hand and not feel weird about it because i'm not although if i was <laughs> i imagine myself being like jonathan from uh queer eye jonathan which one the one jonathan? with the big beard he wears dresses all the time long hair beard oh you're talking about the new queer eye yes oh i'm ta- i think in 2005 queer eye, <sighs> the good amazing. queer eye. no 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 no. oh dude stop it dude okay the last season where can i watch this i i, <laughs> on I netflix. heard of, i heard about it on netflix dude i bet you dude look okay you, oh my god how many times have you words. have you heard me of me crying like physically crying yeah me personally yeah because like, i'm your best friend right oh man like not very often, right? No, I'm gonna say not even our whole life together. I'm gonna say maybe a solid five, six. Yeah, right, yeah. dude. The last season of Queer Eye. Oh, jeez. 
I didn't cry, but I was verklempt. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit verklempt. <laughs> I was verklempt. <laughs> um, well, don't ruin it. I'm going to watch it. Dude, they're tearjerkers. Here's man. the thing, man. I heard about it, and as a matter of fact, now now that you mention it, I do remember seeing the preview, and my wife and I were kind of like, because mm, we're Queer Eye fans, but OG Queer Eye. Right. Um, so I'll give it a shot, because you cannot beat that, that that blonde guy. What's his name? Carlson? Oh, I, I remember. I know who you're talking yeah. about. I know who he is. But, dude, Jonathan, the new guy, amazing, man. Hey, see that guy that came out on that weird commercial where he's like an ice skater or something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a gymnast, actually, yeah. oh, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, right. in real life, he's a gymnast. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. No wonder you like him. Oh, my God. It is hilarious. And I see him. I'm like, if I was gay, that's how gay I would be. <laughs> If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to do it right. Yeah, and then it's funny because there's a, there's a black dude on there. I don't know if he's an original guy, but he's actually my favorite. And when I, th- it's funny that he's my favorite because when I think about if you were a gay guy, that's exactly <laughs> the gay guy you would be. That's why he's my favorite. Duh. I'm going to watch it then. Yeah, you, you have to watch it. You put me to the it. challenge. I didn't want to because I just, I love my OG queer eye, man. It is amazing, dude. It is amazing. Um, and I don't want people to, I don't want episode. people to take this wrong. You and I are huge, huge people. People. Right. We love people. Yeah, it doesn't and matter. And we have some of my best friends in the whole entire world are gay. Right. So it's just it's just a thing I do. It's not I don't mean to be offensive. No, it's the thing is is that we that's the problem is that people are too judgy nowadays. Oh, man. This is about to turn two hour long. Let's know, do it. Right? Let's fucking people do it. People are too fucking judgy. You're they gay you're, or they pull the rate, like the race card. Like, I hate that. Like, to me, it's people are people and I love people for being people. To me, what's going to make me like or dislike you has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It's, right. Are you a fucking asshole? Are you like, that's what's going to make me like or dislike you. Yes, I agree. I love everybody genuinely i tell everybody man it's 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 an ongoing thing that i like to say one of my well my all-time favorite movie is rocky right mm-hmm, right and one of his scene one of his phrases is ah, i love almost everybody mm-hmm. i always say that because i do right with the exception of the asshole you know what i mean right and i mean like true assholes like there's yeah. there's people out there that are just yeah like, like to like me if, i don't give a shit what the color of your skin if is if i had no moral i would stab you in the neck right now <laughs> type of people yeah, you know what i mean exactly like yeah, yeah they're out there there's and there's people that don't i think what what bothers me more than anything is people that don't have the courtesy to um to understand that other people are just people we're all humans and in, in right. this together like i have no uh tolerance for racism no tolerance for nope. anti um lgbtq nope. plus plus whatever the fuck all that is and and that's not to be offensive. That's just that, you know what? I respect everybody. I respect everybody regardless of who or what you are, your right. religion. Your, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you're a prick, you know, yeah. or if you do shitty, shady, stupid things, yeah. that's what's going to make me not like you. Right. You know? You have to give everybody it. Look, dude, again, we've, we've joked about it before. My tight-knit circle meaning the five, six of you, I'm the only religious one. But right. we don't judge each other on it. Right. Like, I still love you. I love Eric. Right. Even though I pray before I hang out with Eric. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, I don't give a shit, man. Just If you're a good person, you're a good person. Go do you. I don't care. Exactly. As long as you're not getting in my way or hurting me, I don't give a fuck what you do. 
that's why like uh um well, last night the thing that we started off talking about the mm-hmm. food thing yeah they were showing uh this group of like trans mm-hmm. uh people girls guys whatever they have this like <laughs> the siberian orchestra <laughs> ain't no fucking way <laughs> all of them are trans yeah and it's crazy because me and my oh, wife started talking because i was like they're being really brave right now because mexico machismo yeah. is a big thing oh absolutely and matter of fact i don't know if you heard this like last weekend i think the two uh, girls they found in the yeah bag? two yeah. girls from here in el paso were murdered in waters yeah. they were lesbians um and so there's but is that why though because <laughs> that's the week, exactly the conversation we had the week before they found another two another bodies two girls in, yeah in, so in it's probably bags. connected to that whole yeah girls thing yeah um but at the same time you know the article i read said that they were speculating that it could have had something to do with that because um you know in mexico in certain areas yeah just the same as the united states right did you go to los angeles you go to to new york you go to certain places in the united states and it doesn't matter who you are you know but there are places that are very thick where people have no tolerance yeah. for that kind of stuff yeah um, sadly yeah we're here we are 2022 and we're still putting up right. with that shit which is why the one podcast you and i talked about and i told you i hate texas remember and you were like just get out of here blah 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 whatever. yeah go to fucking that's, california that's, that's, we don't want you here that's the reason man that's the reason is because there's a lot of there's a, the thing is in the major cities in texas <laughs> is that how i sounded when i told you to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> the the major cities in texas are yeah. very tolerant yeah um they've they're progressive they're coming around yeah austin dallas san antonio but there's a lot of places in texas you're talking podunk but dude it's a lot it's oh, a lot. I, yeah, I when know. you actually look at the map, dude, it's literally half of Texas. I remember one time, um, my stepdad and I, th- my mom and, and they, they moved to Oklahoma, right? So my dad came down here. He said, hey, you got to help me move. Right? And I helped him. Anyway, long story short, we're cutting through Texas. And he went to um, Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. So we stopped off um, at one of his old professor's house. Anyway, what I'm getting at is I was just sitting there. I was like 16, 15. My dad took off somewhere, and I'm just sitting there with this old man. And he starts talking about Mexican people. And he's like, I knew a few fellows your color. Like, he starts being like real racist to my face. And I was like, what the fuck? And my dad's darker than me. I'm like, dude, how 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 are you guys friends? I don't get this. Yeah, wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's great. But I know what, you're, what I was getting at is, yeah, it was like some small town outside of wherever yeah. the hell Texas Tech is at. Which is still a big part of Texas. Like, yeah. uh, when you actually look at a map and you look at the population, even though they're sporadic, you combine those populations with the progressive, like, big cities, they, they're almost like half and half. Yeah. And so, but anyways, that's getting into something else. But um, watch Queer Eye. Yeah, I'm going to. You need to. That's a fucking challenge. It is so Do you good. remember the old ones? Yeah, I, I saw a few episodes. I, when you said the blonde guy right away, I remembered. A but few? Yeah. How I, are you going to say yours no, is better than mine when you I only think I watched, a few? I watched a couple of seasons of okay. the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was good, but again, it's like um, even just the quality is better now. Like, well, yeah, you're talking to Because before, because think four. about what Queer Eye used to be about. It used to be about getting a straight dude and, right? Yeah. Now it doesn't matter. 
Now oh, it's really? just about helping people that need help. Like this one episode that we saw, which I didn't agree with, and it was an episode that I'm not a fan of, but it was this rapper, mm-hmm. this kid who, over the pandemic, he just, his family called in, like wrote in because they were like saying like, the pandemic has almost caused him to just give up on his career. Because of the pandemic, he was depressed and he just kind of was like, fuck, what am I doing? What, like, why am I even working on music anymore? So this is no longer a style thing? It's, that's part of it. Dude, mm. so they go and so every guy has a, a, a part that they play. Yeah, like the old There's, one. But one guy is like a, he's a designer construction guy. So they'll go into the house. Right. And, but they'll fix everything, right? They'll fix yeah. the house up. They'll do everything. Yeah. But they also, did they have the, before did they have like the emotional support guy? Uh, no, they had the cook. They had the, right, right. the culture kid. They had the stylist. They had the interior designer. Right. I'm missing one more. Maybe it was it, the emotional. It was the, no, I think it was the hair guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. the Jonathan guy, he's the hair guy now. Uh, then the black guy that reminds me of you, <laughs> he's the emotional support guy. So I love it because he goes and he kind of like, damn dogs. He goes and he kind of gets them to open up about what's going on. Mm. And he really gets down to like the nitty gritty and they, you know, they help. But now it's not just straight guys. It's anybody. Oh, okay. That's and everybody. Cool. Yeah. And they really go above and beyond. Um. It's great. You yeah. have, have to watch it. I, I'm going to. I'll watch one for sure, too. Also, too, I'm hooked on. There's a show called Summer House. No, never heard. Oh, dude. The main character, he's a, it's, it's like a reality show. A bunch of, they're, they're like business people from New York. And what they do is during the, the summer, they rent a big old house. Mm-hmm. It becomes a big party house. And so Monday through Friday, they're working in New York. Then they do a three-hour drive every weekend to go party in this house in Manhattan. Oh, okay. The main guy... It's on TV, right? Not Netflix? It's on uh, Peacock, because I think we've been watching it on. But it is on TV, too. It's on Bravo. Okay. The main guy, his name is Kyle. I love that dude, and he reminds me of Gus. (laughs) Dude, it is the best oh my god i i would love to just sit down and watch a season with you that guy makes that whole show but anyways check that one out too summer house all right got it yeah the first the first uh season is kind of like but then you get to know the characters and you're like oh yeah well i watch fixer uppers i don't know see i i I watched it all i used to watch it all the time too it just i i haven't lately because i had so much other stuff to watch no, that's true. Which we'll get into next time, but during my COVID time, I was watching the Marvel movies, which oh, I was actually going to talk right. to you about. Shit. I watched a lot of them, but... Okay. What day are we? Oh, I won't Saturday. be until next Saturday. Yeah. All right. That's going to be our topic. I'm going to write it down. I'm not going to let you forget that. All right. I cannot wait for that one. <laughs> all right, everybody. Sorry for... Uh, this is a real... All over the place. All over the place. <laughs> I think they all are. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget to check out Sunk Lotto. Um, Tragic Landing. Tragic Landing. Yes, it's finally up. Somewhere. (laughs) If you have yet to see Queer Eye, the new one, check that out as well. And uh, again, we love everybody. So stop being sensitive. Unless you're an asshole. Unless you're an asshole. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.